Central, this is Unit 154. We located that van by the old mill in Sector 3D. Now, where's that backup? Backup is still unavailable. We oh, have to make man. minutes before units can arrive. Well, you call it. Let's do it. Okay. Coming to you from somewhere along the Ohio-West Virginia border, welcome to Nostalgia Highway, the movies you know from the guys you don't. We thank you so much for hitching a ride along with us. I'm your host, the Mayor, Matt Logston, and with me as always are my two esteemed co-hosts. I'm Dave King of the Red. And I am the Lord Ketchum. Alright everybody, so we are going to be reviewing Robocop from 1987. He died a hero. Target! And was reborn. Robocop. A one-man police force with the strength of an army, the speed of a laser, the brain of a computer, and a body made of steel. Looking for me? Robocop. Rated R. In a crime-ridden and run-down Detroit, police officer Alex Murphy is critically wounded and used by the city officials to turn him into a cyborg. As the new face of OCP, Robocop is out to stop gangs and criminals while trying to seek justice for actions taken upon him. All right. Anybody? Let's get yes. into Robocop, right? All right. So, you know, when you really think about this, Robocop is kind of a ridiculous name, and it's really cheesy as hell, but no I was. Way. It uh, is kind of cheesy. Why? It screams campy as hell. Robocop? Looks like Wolf Cop. <sighs> That's, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's an intentionally stupid movie. Well, I understand that, but I mean... I, this had the makings of a stupid movie, like a trauma movie, but it was done right, so... that Well, and that's that's the difference with this, but I'm just saying, like, the name of it just... What it, else you got to name them? Well, I, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Right? That's the thing, because, like, I went and looked and seen if it was, like, different titles, working titles, or whatever. Nope, this was it. Good. All the way it's through. Badass. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a no, I don't, about them. No, I don't have a God. problem with the name. It just, when I was thinking about cyborg. it as a 39-year-old man and not an 8-year-old kid watching this for the first time. Well, that's where you're thinking about it wrong. Yeah. Well, okay. All right, fair <laughs> when enough. When you were a kid, you didn't think that shit nope. was cheesy. No, hell yeah, it's Robocop. When I was a kid, I was like, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah it's it Superman, it's Robocop. It's fucking bad. Yeah, man. <laughs> But one of the things we get here that's a trademark from the director of uh, Paul Verhoeven, Verhoeven, um, the he has commercials tied in with like actual uh, news broadcasts and Lisa Gibbons from Entertainment mm-hmm. Tonight's one of the newscasters and I don't know what did you guys think of that like as far as in the movie did it fit was it totally just like what the hell brilliant is this? to me the very first time I watched this movie um, when I was a kid. I thought that there was something wrong with the movie. It, and, yes. Uh, I was like, Mom, what is this stuff? And, you know, and she was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> that one where the video game, where the kids are... Well, yeah, it yeah, cuts to it, it. It's almost like Battleship, but, like, it's... Yeah, I, I, it's, yeah it's, it's called Nukem. Yeah, Nukem. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I was like, wow, that game's awesome. Where can yeah. I get my hand on that? And then it was like, 
Oh, it's Robocop still. Okay, yeah. okay. I like it though. No, I, I do too. It's gimmicky and it works for me. No, I I, I like it. Uh, it. I didn't understand it as a kid because I didn't know what. I didn't know what was the intent with this. It's it's a way to describe the dystopian, right? Um, well, when you hear what they're talking about, stuff, like you know all the the stories yeah. that are happening and they're reporting, like these are just awful things that are happening. Well, everything know? on the news is bad, and right. commercials are awesome. So, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that Nukem commercial. Like, if you want to know what an '80s like commercial was like, look at that because that's not an exaggeration. Red alert. Red alert. Red alert. You crossed my line of debt. You haven't dismantled your MX stockpile. Pakistan is threatening my border. That's it, Buster. No more military aid. Nukem. Get them before they get you. Another quality home game from Butler Brothers. Now, obviously, the game is, is a, a riff off of Risk slash Battleship, yeah. but that that is an '80s commercial, yeah, it's awesome. no doubt. And I I'm with you, Lord, on that. Like, I really thought at that moment, I really thought there was something wrong. Like somebody taped over yep. the VHS or something, and I was like, "What is going on?" But so now, I night question. I was like, "Are we on? Were, were we watching it on TV?" And then I was like, "We're not watching it on TV. It's on regular TV." Well, we had taped it off of the HBO. Yeah. And, you know, so I was like, what the yeah. is that? old school pirate. <laughs> because of that stuff, though, it almost, upon my rewatch, when I was a child, I didn't think about this because I wasn't as educated about, you know, science fiction stuff and like the multiverse theory. Like, mm-hmm. we have this alternative, you know, universe along our same, you know, yeah. parallel timeline. I could see Robocop being, you know, something that was done in a multiverse in the 80s. Yeah, for like, sure. Well, shit, I could see it happening here the next. 30, 40 years. In the 80s, it was looked to be, you know, <laughs> in the like future. That. We're supposed to be looking at it as a future movie, right. but right. looking back now, I have a different perspective where I'm like, it's an 80s movie pretending to be a future movie that you know, like, now, now we're living like in. About this time, yeah. yeah. So right. It kind of puts me in like a multiverse timeline. I don't know. Just something I thought about. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> but see, uh, well, Detroit's not a very good city anyway. It's a perfect city for us to have pretty trash and shit. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's weird how fiction or how truth kind of followed fiction, you yeah. know, because Detroit ended up filing bankruptcy, and then it, right. it's it's weird. But like how they had a uh, Lee Ayatola Elementary School. Yeah, I caught that. <laughs> I caught that. Ayacoca. Or Ayacoca. Yeah, yeah. Ayatola. Well, he sounds like a terrorist. Lee Ayatola <laughs> Kamini. <laughs> yeah, that's what Ayacoca. I was like, I, you know, they're similar names. <laughs> that's funny. But the uh, writer. Edward Neumeyer came up with the idea of RoboCop after he helped on the set of Blade Runner from 82. And uh, Neumeyer flipped the script and turned the scenario around to where a cop is looking like a robot and be hunting human criminals versus what we got in Blade Runner where it was a human hunting robots that look like humans. Right. So he just flipped the script on that. Yeah. My opinion is this is a better movie than Blade Runner. I have to agree with the Kane. Mm, on this one. I don't know. i got to think about that, too. It's a smidge mm. better. Blade Runner is great. Yeah, it's a good yeah. move. I like um, it. This is... Yeah, it's, it's a smidge better. Okay. This is more fun. That's more of a... They're comparable movies. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. That's why I thought I'd mm. shoot that out. i got to think about that, though. But uh, another M.O. of uh, Paul Verhoeven 
uh, is the co-ed locker rooms, because he re- revisits this in Starship Troopers in 97. Uh, <laughs> thought that was kind of interesting, you know, and just everybody's all together. Yeah, I mean, they did it in Aliens and a couple different things, so. Well, yeah, I got you on that. Okay. They did a Horror Hound weekend the last time we went, because there was a woman standing in there cleaning the bathroom while we were standing at the urinals, and I had to do a double take, like, is that really a woman back there oh. cleaning up the bathroom while we're in your... <laughs> hey, never, oh. Don't mind me, boys. Dude, yeah. The bathrooms are always terrible to go around. <laughs> Jesus. It is a madhouse. <laughs> but, uh... Right. But Nancy Allen, who plays Lewis in this, and she's famous from being in both RoboCop sequels, and she was Chris and Carrie from 76, she's pretty much a badass in this. And she was the uh, aunt in Poltergeist 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. With Tom Scarrett. Yep. That's right. Yep. Did um, Lord Ketchup. Oh, man. But uh, Stephanie <laughs> Stephanie Zimbalist was originally cast to play Lewis, but uh, she had to stick with Remington. She was on the show of Remington Steel at the time, and she was contractually obligated to stick with that. So yeah. she had to drop out, and Nancy Allen got the call. Hell, yeah. Good call. I, I, yeah. I think it was good. And I guess it's interesting because uh, it's uh, when she first arrived on set, uh, Paul Verhoeven was uh, shooting the cheesy sitcom "It's Not My Problem," which is one of the things that appears on one of the you know the televisions throughout the film. Uh, she was like freaking out, like, "Oh my god, like I, I this this got this director's awful. Like, what am I getting myself into?" And she totally got the a misconception about him that she didn't know at the time that that was intentionally supposed to be bad. <laughs> But yeah, she she was kind of like freaking out that she uh, signed on to make a movie with a director who didn't know what the hell he's doing. Right. <laughs> I, I want to talk about the old man who's played by Dan O'Harelihy, who uh, oh yeah, we, we know him from yes. Halloween Three being Connell Cochran. He kind of reprises his role in he a does, way. He does. Except he's and now he turns heel in part two. Yeah. yeah of RoboCop, but he's pretty much just a good guy in this. Yep. Like, he's not a bad guy. But, I mean, he definitely does have that Connell Cochran approach, businessman, mm-hmm. very proper. and But he, I think it's just the way he speaks in his delivery that he just... Or maybe it's just because I've just... He's Connell Cochran. Yeah, I think that's it, too, for there, me. His, his, the way he speaks, like, there's there's a sinister tone to it. Like, he could probably, probably be reading, like, you know, some wonderful light-hearted fairy tale, you know, for, you know, children or whatever and make it sound like it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But no, I nice. thought it was interesting. I'm like, wow, he's pretty much just Connell Cochran in this. I agree with that. I think yeah. Even even though, you know, he's supposed to be a good guy and I know that like the entire time in the first movie, I don't trust him. <laughs> right, yeah. You think like, okay, he's going to do something. Yeah, I don't trust he's you. He's going to do something. <laughs> I know you from another movie and I don't trust you. But you got to wait till the sequel <laughs> yeah, for that, that happens, to happen. Right. But uh, the uh, enforcement droid 209, which they call Ed 209, uh, it was pretty sweet effects for it, I thought. Yeah. Uh, they actually, uh, it was the body was based off a Bell helicopter body. But the footage where they mixed it in, moving around with, like, people, eh, that's not so much. That doesn't hold up real well for me. I know, but, man, it's it's a product of its time. It's I, I agree. I agree. It was awesome. And, Yes, absolutely. Yeah, then I didn't question it. Now it's choppy. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, it's it definitely. Okay. I mean, and obviously we all. I've seen worse. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure, sure, absolutely. 
but when I don't know, I just think because you know this is you know a big budget Hollywood movie, and it's kind of like man, this just seems eh, a little shoddy. But like you said, there, Lord, it was it's a product of its time, and it gives it that trauma feel. Like like I said, I I feel like this is like the standard trauma like reaches for every time of a trauma trauma movie. I got just you. with the commercials and the weirdness and oddities and stuff from the eighties. It feels like a trauma film. Or like a like, full moon movie or something, maybe? Yeah, I suppose, but it's just got that cheesy feel, but it's done it to the maximum right. level of awesomeness that it's not cheesy. Well, it has a lot to do with the casting. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And, and, uh, and the budget. The, um, <laughs> the, the tone of it, and, you know, with all the drugs and everything throughout mm-hmm. this movie and everything. Right. So. Yeah, it's kind of a... Very dystopian, yeah, it's very, very dark. dark. Yeah. yeah, originally had an X rating, and they had to work on it. Oh yeah, ten this... times through the. Uh, yeah. Who is it? They send it to the. Check the it out. Yeah, they sent it to them like ten times. To I think yeah, ten or twelve, arm. something like that. Yeah, they it was it made numerous trips. Yep. <laughs> but the uh, the death scene that we get for the Kenny character was played by Kevin Page with when Ed Two Hundred Nine is being introduced there during the <laughs> the board meeting. Holy shit, that was oh, brutal. Yeah. Yeah. That was like awesome. just obliterated him, yeah. man. And then he falls up on there, the model, and then he's like, do, 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 just keep going. You have to suck it, <laughs> right? <laughs> you have five seconds, stupid blind. dude. <laughs> like two seconds later, it was down to five. I was like, holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, we just we getting got, picking up quick. Yeah, yeah. He had an accelerated rate account there, but man, and he starts getting into the crowd of uh, yeah, businessmen, and they're like, "No, fuck me. you, son, get, get the fuck away!" Cause right, he's about to mow you I down. He jumps in front of a woman. Please put down your weapon. You have twenty seconds to comply. I think you'd better do what he says, Mister Kenny. You now have fifteen seconds to comply. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but like uh, then after he's dead, like pretty much everybody's just like, "Don't touch him!" And then they just kind of shrug him off, shrug off. The well, they said get a paramedic, and I'm thinking the whole time, like, "Why?" Get a paramedic the, old man, solve that. the old man did it best, man. He played it off like just it's something that happens on every Thursday, right? <laughs> Typical Thursday at the right. office up in this place. He's like, "Oh hell!" <laughs> <laughs> pull the pull the uh, plug on that plan, right? I think he was like like nineteen million dollars down the drain. <laughs> but that's yeah. when you get Morton, right? In, you know, yeah, played awesome with Miguel by Ferrer. Miguel Ferrer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Doctor Garrett Macy on the TV's Crossing Jordan, and uh, he was Snyder in the Sean Cunningham Alien Underwater Deep Star Six yep. movie, which it, it, it has its merit. I I watched it not long ago, but he was also in Traffic. Oh yeah. Night Flyer. Flyer. He was in tons of stuff. Yeah, he's a really good actor. He passed away at a young age. Dude, he's awesome, man. Yeah, all right. He's he's a good heel. Yeah, I know him from this. Right on. uh, But uh, he he is he's he's such a weasel in this, you know. But uh, I like the plan though that he came up with. Yeah, I mean the cyborg plan is 
great. Yeah. You know. Yep. But no, he saw an opportunity. He exploited it. So. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. But we're finally introduced to our main character, Alex Murphy slash RoboCop, uh, played by Peter Weller, who was in RoboCop Two. He passed on RoboCop Three to do Naked Lunch. Um, Another good one. He was in Dexter, The Adventures of Buckaroo, Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. He was in the very similar uh, alien underwater type movie, Leviathan. He played uh, Steve Beck. Yep. Just He's in Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. For a little bit. Yeah, he, dude, he, he's been been in everything, and he's he's so awesome in this. He's so, you 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 just like him. Yeah. You like Alex yeah. Murphy. Yep. He's a good guy. You know, he's a family man. He just he's he's got he's some just gun trying, skills. You know, yeah, can twirl it around. Was that TJ Laser? Yeah, some yeah. like that. Can you do that? <laughs> but yeah, he's just, he's such a genuine good guy, family man, first type guy, and and I think that's why his death is so impactful. I mean, did he die though? So I think I, he did. I don't think he did. I mean. Because he was at the hospital, you know, having his little flash. Well, we'll get to that. Part. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. That. We we gotta we gotta talk about the lost years yeah. for Red Foreman real quick. Yes. Uh, fun fact: Kurtwood Smith does not call one single person a dumbass in this, <laughs> but he does call people cocksucker, an asshole, a stupid, stupid asshole, bitches, a stupid ass, a fuck, and a dick. <laughs> um, he is an awesome bad guy is Clarence Boddicker in this. Look at my face, dick. Dude, he he is awesome in this. He really is. He is just vile. And he's not like, he's not a big guy. He's not physically imposing. He's just... He's a mastermind. He's just a son of a bitch. He's a a mastermind with some, you know, no fucks given attitude. You know, he's going to deal with the situation. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, in my personal opinion, I feel like Clarence Boddicker is one of the best villains the 80s gave us. Uh, absolutely. I'm, I'm serious on yeah. that. I mean, it, he, That's when cool. I rewatch this and just his performance, it's just like, I remember when the that 70s show was coming out, right. you know, and I found out that he was in it, and I'm like, Clarence Boddicker is going to be a family guy in a comedy? This is not going to work. Yeah. Now, Kurt Wood Smith is an amazing actor. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's ever really done too many bad guy roles. Um, he's been not like he's been this. in other movies, you know, but as just secondary characters, right? You know, um, yeah, he I, he has he was in Broken Arrow one. Yeah, he that, was a you know, general or yeah, something, something like yeah, that, you know, military type. But yeah, uh, he does a great villain. Yes, he does <laughs> absolutely. Um, this gang that he runs, yeah, man, I. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, every kid, you know, has his little fantasies and wants to, you know, be the bad guys and everything. Dude, I, this is the group I wanted to roll with. <laughs> really? Hell yeah, dude. dude. man, these this guys are awesome ruthless, stuff. man. They can you fly? Up. Like, can you fly, yeah. Bobby? Hell yeah. yeah. Damn, dude. I would, this is, like, hell yeah, this is cool, cool game, man. <laughs> man. They don't play. It'll play. I, I'd be. I mean, you'd have to be watching RoboCop. I wouldn't want to be a part of it. Well, no, <laughs> but I don't know. I'd feel like I'd be walking on eggshells the entire time with these these guys, man. I fear I'd mm. do one thing wrong and get fucking Cat. shot. No way, man. I'd, I'd be right into the game and I'd do that all that stuff with him. <laughs> when he blows Ride up, or die. That's right. <laughs> when he blows up old boy's car that he got. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, the oh. six thousand SUX. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh man, that is nice. But uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, um, when Kurtwood Smith auditioned, he auditioned for the role of Dick Jones, which ultimately ended up going to Ronnie Cox. I could see him playing Dick Jones. Uh, I yeah, oh absolutely. And when he found out that he got the part, he thought he got the part for Dick Jones, but Paul Verhoeven uh, thought that. He, with the glasses, he thought he reminded him of uh, Heinrich Himmler from the Nazi with during Nazi oh, Germany, right on, yeah. and you know he thought that that was a really good look. Yeah. And uh, Kurtwood Smith agreed. He thought that you know having a bigger, more menacing villain, you know, would come across as someone that could just be outsmarted. Whereas Clarence. Has you know he looks like he's intelligent just because of the stigma of having glasses, right. you know. But it totally works. Yeah. Because like I said, I mean he is vile in this, where he goes in there and he's he gets booked and he goes in there and he just spits blood yeah. on the paper. He's like, "Give me my fucking phone call, <laughs> yeah. dude." He just boss. <laughs> I mean he is he is awesome in this. He is so awesome in this movie. But uh, I'm curious. So if Luke, whenever. Murphy and Lewis, they get called into the uh, steel mill where yes. Murphy's, you know. So it's like a bank heist, you know. They obviously just robbed the bank. Right. So they, they go get, in without backup. Right, because that was <laughs> Lewis's call. Uh, and also, I think if Lewis didn't try to check out Joe's junk, yeah. uh, I think we might have had a different outcome here. Possibly. Um, so I think you might be able to blame Ann Lewis. For Alex Murphy's demise. Possibly. You know? I don't know. You could be right. But, uh... She should have arrested Joe. Yeah. Off the get-go. Yeah, she... Lock him up. But she was there. She was coming in there blowing bubbles with gum and stuff, and I'm just kind of like, oh, you're asking for it, I guess. You know? (laughs) But but the the one character, uh, Emil, who is played by uh, Paul McCrane, um, I guess he was pretty famous for being on ER. Yeah. His hair is something else in this. It's just kind of like a little thing he has on the top. Like, dude, just let it go, man. Like, he did just, let it go eventually I, uh, for ER. Did he? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, a few years around the road. Yeah. You know, so, but uh, yeah, his hair is something else, man. And and uh, one of the other gang members is uh, Leon, who's played by Ray Wa- Ray Wise. Uh, I don't think that man has hardly aged. I think his hair has just gotten gray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like he he that. He doesn't look hardly any different. I don't know. I thought it was pretty interesting for being over 30 years old. But, <laughs> yeah. But, like I said, we talked about Murphy, you know, his death. And I guess that's up for debate here with you guys and me. Well, Did that, he die? That, that scene is pretty atrocious. You know? Oh, my God. That is, I'm going to tell you right now, still to the... I he thought should it have been, died. I think he did die. Well, we don't get a confirmation on that, so there's no I, answer. I think, I think so. Right I mean, I, I know that the, you know, you know what eventually happens with him, you know, OCP probably told his wife and kid that he had died. Right. Because why would you... I mean, his record says deceased. Right. Well, that's yeah, true. and that's what they did, and that's when she, you know, they he, she ended up, they moved and... That doesn't mean they didn't sell his, you know, remains that were still barely, you know... Breathing and heart beating to the I think the brain was active though, and because I mean when he gets shot and everything, so the gang just tears up Murphy, cuts him in half, cuts his she arm blows off, his, you know, blows his hand, hand off, off, yeah, blows dude. his head off, you know, chunk of it and everything. Yep. So you know he's he is dying in the hospital. He's having his flashbacks, but then it goes right to 
where you can tell it's like you're looking to a screen yeah. where he's yeah. getting powered up. I love that scene. I love the way that was shot. Yeah. You know, and that's it's, where it's I, like um, walleye in his vision. In right. A way, you know. Yeah. It's just how his his eyes and the and the helmet go with the screen. You know? Right. Full no, throw. I love the way that was shot by of. Uh, Verhoeven, I, and that's where I go to where he died because it goes black and then we power up. To me, that was symbolic of you pass he out died. after so long, though. I mean, you're speculating. I, how, how do you know? You do pass out. You're speculating. <laughs> As are you. I mean, did he die or did he not? Okay, does it matter? So does it I'm really going matter? off the visual interpretation of what I saw on I the screen. I think that they're expecting the fans, whoever's watching, to believe that he was near death. Okay. And they had to claim him as dead as this guy in real life so that they could proceed with making him their product yeah. and not being human anymore. So they classified him as deceased. But, I mean, literally, whether you're deceased or not, if you're brought back to life, you know, you, you can say, oh, I died and, you know, I got brought back to life. It's not like, it's not a resurrection here. I mean, they didn't no. call down Christ from science. above to <laughs> take care of this. It's just... They, they okay. kept him alive. I mean, Hitchhikers. Yeah. They brought Let him back. Let us know what you think. Did, did uh, Murphy die? Did Murphy die, or did he... Did they just Hang sustain on. his head? His brain and Legal reasons. He died for legal right. reasons. That's all they had to On do. paper. On paper, he died. But... Okay. Well. But, yeah, the, the Murphy death scene, I, like awesome. I said, I'm going to tell you, it is brutal. It is awesome. It's heart-wrenching. I, I, as I'm saying, like, cause you, you like... Murphy, man, and I think that's yeah. why it affects you so much, and it's so brutal. I thought it then. I still think it today. That is one of the most brutal death scenes I've ever seen yeah. in, in a movie. And Nancy Allen has to sit there and watch it. You know? Yeah, awesome. that is that is brutal. That yeah. is a brutal death, man. Absolutely. But Bob Morton couldn't be more right. He is a bad motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, RoboCop, like, when you first see him and he comes out and you finally get the RoboCop theme music. Oh, yeah. And he's getting in the car and he's going out on patrol. It's just kind of like, hell yes. This is awesome. Yeah. You know? Um, you mean the Marley and Marley music? The what? Marley and Marley. What's that? I'm missing like something. I'm up at Christmas Carol, man. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds kind of like that. Oh, okay. It's, it's just a dumb comparison I made. I got you. Carry on. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't. I didn't know the reference. I'm saying I, I obviously didn't. <laughs> yeah, Muppet Christmas wow. Carol with uh, Michael Caine. Don't tell me you haven't seen Muppet Christmas, Christmas Carol. I mean, I. Oh my God! Have. Just move on. Move on. Move on. Move on. Oh Don't tell God. everybody you haven't seen it. All yeah. right. Anyways. I have. But can we all agree on something, like, right now? No. Like, are we going to... We're going to continue to referring him as Murphy, right? We're not going to call him RoboCop because he is clearly still Murphy, right? Oh, yeah. At yeah. the end of the first one, he says, I'm not, you know, RoboCop. Well, right, I'm I know, Murphy. but... And at the end of the second one, he tells the guy, I'm not I'm Alec Murphy, I'm RoboCop. <laughs> right. So. I, I don't know. I, I He's just, Alec Murphy. I, I, okay, that's what I wanted to... Clear the air on that. Like, the movie's okay. called RoboCop. He's right. And Lewis He's Murphy. Always, yeah, referred to him as Murphy. Murphy. It's yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I guess at one time the city of Detroit was going to erect a statue of RoboCop, and Peter Weller was like full on board supporting it. Well, hell yeah! Why wouldn't you? But I, I've seen I pictures guess it, of it. Oh, have you? Yeah. Did they do it? It was supposed to go in the uh, Science Museum of Detroit, and. For the life of me, I've never seen where anybody's posted a picture of it. 
the Detroit Science Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, they show working progress pictures in the guy's garage oh, wow. where it looks like it's made it's of wood like or bronze. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's cool. It, 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 Interesting. It's not painted up or anything, right. and I've never seen where it's completed. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah, there it is. It, well, looks, cool. it looks like it's made of wood. Ass, is it wood or? I have no idea. Or is it just camoed like a. I'm not sure. Hmm. Pretty neat, though. Alright, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, awesome. Okay. <laughs> I, I, it, from the way I kind of understood it, it was something that was talked about and it was going into motion and it just never went anywhere. Okay. But apparently it's still. It's sitting somewhere. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's in the Science Museum of Detroit, but it was supposed to go there and too many people were like, I don't know. Is this uh, blasphemy on our Science Museum? Or? I don't see so why. They never, I don't know. If it never made it in there. But. We get the "I'll buy that for a dollar" by uh, Bixby Snyder, who was played by S. D. Nemeth, and basically this is all he's ever done except for RoboCop Three. He wasn't in RoboCop Two, but he was in the third installment, doing the same thing that he was doing in this one. But uh, I still use that quote to this day. Oh yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people in America use it. It is fantastic. It's a great one. So Murphy's first. Patrol out on the scene. He goes to a call at a convenience store where there's a guy trying to rob the place. That has got to be the worst camouflage ever for a safe. Like a bunch <laughs> of empty Miller Light cans. Light cans. Yeah. You know, like that like is the worst. Oh, I mean, come on. <laughs> but we don't have a safe. <laughs> it's not that shit. Anymore. You don't say. Clearly, you do. <laughs> but. Uh, he ends up handling that and uh, taking care of the guy and throwing him through a, a, awesome. a freezer. Bent his, bent his, his machine gun, gun yeah. Right in, the, right in the barrel. It was great. Yep. It was so, like, 1966 <laughs> Batman. <laughs> <laughs> something like Superman or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, he moves on to uh, where there's some punks trying to rape this chick. And, you know, he makes the first time we hear, your move, creep. You know, crack shot between the woman's legs into the dude's groin. Yeah, dude. Wow. Yeah, is... first, first impression of that lineup was <laughs> he shot her in a pussy. But, he, <laughs> but obviously not. That's what you thought. Oh, yeah, first impression was, oh, no way that was low he enough. Missed. No way that was low enough. And they're like, yep, maybe he was, because she's shorter than him, but he's lifting her up a little bit, you know, right, pulling her back. Right, right. And I'm like, all right, it's I'll, a, I'll it's buy a, it. It's a doable shot. Yeah, yeah. If you time it just right, <laughs> he did. He, he did. It. It's he Robocop. Did. It's Murphy. <laughs> I like what he says like, to her right after right. that scene. Uh, Ma'am, you have suffered from shock. I will notify Wait, rape, rape crisis center. <laughs> <laughs> just, just monotone and deadpan. Yeah. Just, and she's like looking at him like, what? <laughs> but yeah, that that's yeah. hilarious, man. Thank you. Thank you, madam. You have suffered an emotional shock. I will notify a rape crisis center. And then uh, we get a hostage scene where a disgruntled employee has the mayor. And I, I love all of his like ridiculous demands. He's like, I want a recount. And even if I didn't win, I still want my job back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just it's absurd. Yes. And the guy's like, oh, how about a, how about a car? <laughs> he's like, how about a 6,000 SUX? He's like, yeah, yeah, that's real nice. And then he realizes, he's like, don't jerk me off. You know? Did he say like ballpunk speakers or something with 
I can't remember. He threw what something it. random it in was, there. I was like, oh, I think I recognize that reference. But dude, it was just a bunch of ridiculous stuff. But it was so funny, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, Robocop comes in, and you know he's using like heat signature in, through the yeah. wall and stuff. You know, yep. to get him, and he just launches his arms right, right through, through the, the drywall wall. and everything. Just apprehends, like, it, apprehends him perfectly. Damn, the contact motherfucker. Hell yeah. yeah. Like I said, Bob Morton was right. He is a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. But something I want to discuss with you guys was uh, Peter Weller's movements as RoboCop. Okay? Uh, I think it's it's incredible. Okay. Eight-year-old me was fucking walking around the house, pivoting my head first and then turning my body and shit. And, you know, making the little... (laughs) 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 Yeah. I did yeah. that as a kid. Absolutely. No one I was it, around. I, 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 yeah, I think any boy growing up watching RoboCop probably yeah. did, man. I and there's mean, nothing wrong with that. I mean, it, it was awesome. But like, <laughs> no, I, his movements are absolutely incredible, and I feel like he perfected it in part two. I feel like he does an even better yeah. job with it. Um, well, and this, I, this outfit was a little wonky. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was ridiculously hot when he first got into it yeah I guess Um, he was like losing three pounds a day in like water weight so they installed like an AC unit in the suit right so I mean that had to help out you know obviously in the second one and him he was complaining about the suit Peter Weller was and it almost got him like he almost lost the part like he almost got recast because they were just like we don't want to hear about it right you know but uh, right but uh, I buttercup but I want to draw a little comparison here and uh, go into another famous 80s cyborg with Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Terminator. Okay. Who, which, which is, I, I feel, is a good depiction of what a robot, like a cyborg, okay. the, the actions are. I feel like these are probably the two best examples, and I, I'm just curious, who, who do you prefer, Lord? Okay, so you can't compare T2. Terminator. No, I'm talking. No, I'm talking. I'm so talking, talking just straight yeah, 80s. original Terminator. Yes. All right. So Arnold Schwarzenegger's got the stature of you know the of you know a Terminator. Yes. So he had the movements, but it was more just him moving. Where um, you know when it get to when it got to like the point where he's you know pulling his eye out and everything like that. Yeah. And yeah. That's all you know. Not, that's not Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, it's you know, doing fun. that stuff. So it's, you know, I like Peter Weller's Robocop better than Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator. Okay. Um, only because of, you know, when Peter Weller starts having his break breakdown throughout the movie and stuff, which we'll get into here in a bit. But, um, you know, he, he's very, you know, when he gets mad and he, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's very pronounced and... and Certifiable robot, you know. Yeah. So I think that scene alone beats out Schwarzenegger's robot. So you're talking about when, Schwarzenegger's Terminator when he goes back to his old house. No, before that, when he's okay. um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is actually at his house. Okay, um, when he punches the screen. Yeah, and, and he gets super pissed, and that's, yeah, that is probably that's one of the best robotic, you know. Yeah, it's done by good. human ever. You know that scene right there. Is I agree. Badass. I hear so, you. I think it's better than Schwarzenegger's Terminator. What do you say, Ken? I say it's kind of apples and oranges because Schwarzenegger's Terminator is supposed to be the, 
you're supposed to buy into the fact that we have enhanced technology to the point where we can't distinguish a robot from a human. That's okay. true. So Schwarzenegger is portraying a right. very advanced robot that's supposed to look like a human and blend in. Okay. Whereas, right. That's uh, why yeah, he's just Alex Murphy just is not blowing. supposed to be. A but do we advanced. not agree that in the original Terminator we get some very robotic? Mannerisms from oh, yeah. like Ketchum said, the scenes where he's cutting his eye and he's cutting his arm, you have a different actor no, doing I'm, that stuff, and it does look at that point very robotic because it's you know. I'm talking more like the okay, it's after the scene in Terminator or wherever uh, he, uh, he Kyle Reese ends up shooting him and he catches on fire and he jumps on the car and they back out and he steals the cop car and he doesn't have the eyebrows and he's in that parking lot and he's like scanning. I get you, yeah. Mm, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. But okay. it's, that's really just the face though. You know? That scene, I'm yeah. pretty sure. It was pretty much just his face. Yeah, it was like know? a chest up scene right. just from a car. But right. you know, with Peter Weller's scenes, man, he's got a full body that he's got to yeah. articulate. Do, yeah, man. I mean, kudos to him. No, and I've, I, I just, I wanted to ask because it was something that it popped in my head when I was watching it, and I was like, hmm. But I have to agree with you. It, it, it's, it's not comparable, honestly, yeah. because I feel like Peter Weller. It's it's incredible. It's amazing. Like you said, like when he goes back to his house and he ends up punching the the automated realtor and everything. It just it, it's it's so believable with the sound effects and then the look of you know the the suit. And then, like I said, and even in part two, I think he even one ups himself. I think yeah, he yeah. even does a better job yeah. with it. But uh, funny, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was considered to play Robocop. But they were worried. Really? Yeah, they were worried that he would look too much like a Michelin man yeah. or whatever. Sylvester Stallone was considered. Lance Henriksen was considered after Peter Weller complained about the suit. I could see that. See, it needs to be an everyday kind of guy. Everyday cop. Right. You know, not a freaking hulked out, you know, yeah. bodybuilding. Yeah, if you'd you know, add that suit like on that, top you know. of um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, it'd look like our super Iron Man or costume from the... Yeah. No, well, I agree. Because of their bulk. Like, right. If you put that costume on top of them, they'd look like the fucking super Lance Iron Anderson. Man that they made in the new Avengers movies. And interestingly enough, did you know, fun fact, Lance Henriksen was originally considered as the Terminator for James Cameron, too. Right. Yeah. You know. He um, got a part in. You know, yeah, he did. His, uh, like the, Traxler's, the other, uh, the other cop. His, uh, <laughs> cop buddy. Yeah. Paul Winfield's buddy, yeah. Um, but here's a couple other names. Michael Ironsides was considered. Wow. Tom Berenger. Mm-hmm. I could see that, too. As well as the uh, recently departed Rutger Hauer. Really? Yep. Rutger Hauer could have totally nailed okay. it. Yeah. I mean, Peter Weller, man. This is... He, yeah, this... Perfect casting. Yeah, oh, no, I, I agree. I, I You... you you couldn't go wrong with this, no, no. you know. I mean, his, like I said, his his performance as being a robotic being is it's. I mean, it's his claim to fame. <laughs> yeah, it really is, but it's 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 a pretty pretty amazing. But something that's also interesting, kind of going with the back and forth here with Terminator and Robocop, when they released the Robocop trailer, they used the Terminator music. Yes, with yeah. it. Really. So a lot of people <laughs> were thinking this was like a sequel to the Terminator. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't that's either. Crazy. Yeah, but that they did <laughs> that. Google it. That's that's there. Oh, uh, that's nuts, man. But um, did they get in trouble for that? 
Ah, I didn't see anything about it. I got lucky. This is like a short spot trailer. Like, like a, a TV really spot short. or something? Yeah. Okay. What are your prime directives? You have the right to remain silent. You have the right to an attorney. What is this shit? Anything you say may be used against you. It's a cyborg, you idiot. You recorded every word you said. You're dead. We killed you. His memory is admissible as evidence. We're going to have to kill it. Get in the car, for God's sake! Robocop, the future of law enforcement. But, uh, so... Way to hook him. <laughs> so we kind of, we, uh, Bob Morton, who came up with the Robocop program, he's living the lavish life, he's now vice president. That's right. Um, he's getting hookers and cocaine up in his, uh, his penthouse suite, because, I mean, it just wouldn't be an 80s movie without rich yuppie types doing gratuitous amounts of uh, cocaine, right? Well, that was their last chance to introduce the fans to the fact that he's an asshole and he deserves to die. Right. That's that's where they put that in. Well, right he got before. greedy. He got yeah. greedy. Yeah. You know. But, uh... Well, he tried to push Dick Jones out. Right. Know, for the Ed 209 program. Right. You know, well, we have, this, we have the scene there in the bathroom where <clears throat> him yeah. and the buddy are... They're taking a leak and they're kind of shit-talking Dick Jones and, well, and guess who's in the stall? Dick Jones. And, right. You know, there's a little bit of a confrontation there, but Ronnie Cox, man, he he's good. He's good. He's, he's really good, good in this. Yeah, 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 yeah. He really is, man. And he usually doesn't do roles like this. No, you know. So he's usually a, he was a good say, guy type. Yeah, it's just that's why I like this movie a lot. You know, because I mean, Ray Wise has played bad guys. Yeah. You know, um, Peter Weller has played bad guys. Yeah. So I mean, so it's cool that you know you got. Yeah, you know, Ronnie Cox is a bad guy. Kurtwood Smith is a bad guy. All these people are yeah. generally good know, guys. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Or it's awesome. just, or if, at the very least, they're neutral characters. It's an anomaly movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's different, man. It really is. But uh, we get the uh, we he gets a uh, Morton gets a house visit from Clarence, and we get the amazing line: "Bitches, leave!" <laughs> oh my yeah. god! That's Bye, insane. <laughs> He is just oh my God. Clarence, man. He is just <laughs> he he is he is so vile in this movie, but it's so it's so well done, man. And it's like you just you hope he gets his, but at the same time, you're just relishing in all the scenes that you get with him because you want to hear what this guy has to say and you want to see what he's going to do next. But it's awesome because that's his only line in that scene. Because Dick, uh, you know Dick Jones. Yeah, he, he pops he in the disc. On, he pops, pops yeah. in the disc, and he's the rest of the scene. Yeah, and he's like, which is freaking awesome. He has the grenade. Yeah, and he pulls Kurt out Smith's the, got the grenade and everything. Yep, freaking sweet. Uh, yep, it's, cool kill scene. It really is good assassination. Yeah, very good. Which we find out Clarence was a assassin sent by Dick Jones. Dick Jones. So he's a real bad guy. He really movie. is, man. Yeah, Ronnie Cox and that man. He he really did. We go to the uh, scene where there's the drug bust sequence, which Peter yeah. Weller has said that this was his favorite movie moment from filming in this movie. And uh, he said while he was shooting bad guys and everything, he was listening to uh, Peter Gabriel 
the Peter Gabriel song Red Rain with his Walkman inside the RoboCop suit. Oh, yeah? Just shooting bad guys and stuff. I've never heard the song because I'm not really a <laughs> Peter Gabriel fan, but Murphy really messes up Clarence by tossing him through like all the glass, and he's like kind of half-ass reading him his Miranda rights. Dude, he wrecks everybody in that drug bust. Yes, well, it's he not does. even really a drug bust anymore. You know, it's just a slaughter. slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, dead or alive, you're coming with me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And dead being. <laughs> the proper way to go out, I guess. Right. Yeah. That's, what, that's the way he's going to go for. <laughs> Fantastic. But while... Yeah, he wrecks Clarence. But while he's yeah. roughing him up, Clarence spills the beans that he works for Dick Jones. And, of course, Robocop has the system where he's recording all this, so he's got it all on tape. So we find out what the mysterious fourth prime directive is that's oh, in yes, the yes. Robocop program after... Yep. Murphy goes and pays a visit to Dick Jones, and that prime directive is any attempt to arrest a senior officer of OCP results in shutdown. That's yep. right. Little, uh. <laughs> you think I allow that? You on the streets? <laughs> Man. It's sinister. I love Absolutely. It, you know? Like, we can't have our very own product turning against us, can we? Yeah. I mean, just, yeah good writing. Like, honestly, it almost seems like this should have been the role that Dan O'Hurley should have had. Like, he, Ronnie Cox as Dick Jones okay. is more of the Connell Cochran character in this movie, to be honest with you. I get you. But do you think that Ronnie Cox... Okay, so, if, if that's the case, though, we would have lost Dan O'Hurley, you know, in this movie. Right. He wouldn't have been able... He wouldn't be there for the second movie. Yeah. I don't think Ronnie Cox would have done part two. Or he... Well, he didn't. I don't know. He did Beverly Hills so, Cop part two. Yeah, but... But he got shot in the very beginning, so yeah. he had a bit part. <laughs> yeah. I, could, I don't think he would have been around for part two. No, I, I like... No, I like the way yeah. it went. I yeah. did like the way it went. I have no complaints about it, but it's just... It, when I just kind of think about it, Dick Jones is more of the Connell Cochran type. Yeah. But Probably that's had why more I chips like on Eddie Murphy back in the day, too, though, so... Beverly Hills Cop 2 was more appealing. Sure. That's why I like this movie. You know, a lot of actors, they stepped out of their comfort zones and right. they really pushed themselves. Did something to completely do really different. different. A yeah. lot of different characters did. You yeah. Know? So, out of typecast. That's absolutely. great. But we finally get an Ed 209 Robocop battle, which I think everybody was just kind of waiting for. Oh, yeah. And uh, I love the battle damage that we get on Murphy. It's really cool. And uh, I always found it hilarious when Ed 209, he's trying to negotiate the stairs and this little toe, <laughs> claw toes are kind of going and stuff. Yep. And then he, he flails around, he falls, and he's like, you know, in the stairwell, like squealing like a pig and stuff. It's just so funny. It's like, what the hell is going on right now? I want to see a blooper reel where Murphy's laughing his ass off right after that. But it I mean, would be hard not to. Yeah, well, CGI'd in. So well, well, it's well, it's actually no. It's actually it was done. That was actually done with miniatures. Stop motion or miniatures? Yeah, okay. Right. But still, Murphy didn't see it like live happen. But right. It'd be funny to see an outtake of him laughing about it. Right. <laughs> you know, like this guy. Right. In his robotic monitor. Where'd get this fucking asshole? Right. right. <laughs> well, what was Dick Jones's, you know, um, idea? What was his plan for stairs? Ed two hundred nine is. He needs a lot of work. <laughs> well, I mean, movie. I guess he a was kind of hoping that because it's like a guard dog, basically, that you don't have to worry about doing anything inside because nothing should get past the front door with well, this thing. Heaven forbid criminals come in through a helicopter and land on top of a building. 
Oh, yeah, well, then, yeah, you're totally... <laughs> 209's a useless piece of shit. Right. So. so after Murphy's encounter there with Dick Jones, Dick Jones orders the police to turn on Robocop because he's now a menace to society, and poor Murphy, man, he gets the firing squad routine again. Yeah. This time from pretty much all of the cops. That were available. That, <laughs> in, in the parking garage until Lewis comes up you know, lone wolf style and goes all rogue and she rescues him and they, uh, she takes him back to where it all began, honestly, the still mill, uh, basically to lick his wounds. And I I like that. I like that they go back to where, you know, like I said, where it began. I thought that was, that's very fitting. It's a nice bow on the package. Well, still mill's a good scene too. It's a good setting. I mean. Yeah. Oh yeah. It sure is. Especially for this movie. And that's where you get to see, um, Robocop without his... Yeah, helmet, yeah, you know, finally time. get the reveal, and yeah. which dude, is great. Did not disappoint. No, right. I was practical effects. That's I was amazing. blown away. Like as a kid, I was like, "How did they do that? How did they do that?" And now, obviously, I, I know yeah. what they did, which is you know, it's very simple, but it's genius. Still impressive, isn't it? Oh no, it holds yeah, up. It, holds it up. absolutely it holds up, man. That helmet helmetless look is is awesome. It really is. And there you go. That just goes to show you, you know, how good of an actor Peter Weller is. You know, when he's got that mask off, you know, he really has to sell the robot, you know, and he does. He right, well, because everything. he's seen himself Even for the first time. and stuff, you know, yeah. his eyes. His eyes are robotic. Yeah. You know, it's really good. Yep. Yep. No, I, I, I really enjoyed that scene. And I guess Paul Verho- Verhoeven and uh, Rob Bottin, uh, who did the... Uh, the makeup and the RoboCop suit. Who Rob Bottin was? Uh, he did work on John Carpenter's The Thing and yeah. The Fog and countless other movies. Uh, all of the Howling also, mm-hmm. but uh, they clashed on uh, the look and design of the RoboCop character. And the most thing that they argued about was this scene because uh, Bottin wanted it to be filmed more of a darker area, so it kind of hide maybe some of the blemishes, but Paul Verhoeven wanted to put it all the way out there in the open, and I really got to agree with with Paul on this one. Yeah, no doubt. Because that is a standout scene in this movie. It really is. Um, it was, it's it's like that It's that almost like you want to turn away, you know, when you're especially when you're young, and yeah. you're watching this movie you kind of want to turn away, because you're, cause you're Kind of don't know what to expect. Right? Am I going to see a bunch of brains and spine or something in right. the back you know, of it and everything? Yeah. But you know, you get once you start taking a gander at it, you know, taking a look, man, it's. I mean, there's nothing disgusting about it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's very basic, and, but yeah, it's just great. the way it's done, and it's just, it's it's awesome. It's such a such a great look. But yeah, they they really clashed on that, and uh, I guess Botine at one point vowed to never work on another movie that Paul Verhoeven was ever going to be a part of, and then he turned right back around in 1990 and worked on Total Recall. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess things got worked out. We're introduced to the Cobra Assault Cannon. Yes. I like it! I love that gun. This was the the gun to get... I want to know, did you guys ever play the the old school Nintendo RoboCop game, or did you own it? I actually owned it. Yeah, I think it's done by LJN. 
Yeah. I think you're right. I don't okay. know if I ever got past level one on it. This is kind of tough. Well, LJN games are like that. Yeah. I think I have <laughs> beaten it, but I think I had wow. to use the game genie. Oh, well, okay. Infinite, infinite lives, yeah. Right, but I, I, if nothing else, I know I made it to the final warrior with Clarence, yeah. and like throughout the game, you'll hear Clarence. You know, he yeah. just out of nowhere announces that. But I played the hell out of that oh, game. Oh, okay. It was done by Data East. Okay. Oh, Data East. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, and they did the arcade game also. Right. It's a cool game. Oh, no, it is. I liked it. I liked it a lot. But, yeah, the Cobra Assault Cannon, that was the gun to get in the game because it would just obliterate all, which it absolutely does in the movie. Mm. As uh, we get to see where it's it's so funny, where Clarence blows up Joe's 6000 XUX (laughs) because he wanted to be the only one that had it because he's just that big of a dick. Well, the cops go on strike. They're they're finally done with getting killed all the time and right. shit. So that yeah, they're done. They're they're on strike. So now the criminals are running. Yeah, it's it. free for all. Yeah. So you know, criminals are getting six thousand SUXs and military grade weapons and yep, it's fantastic. They're back to striking at the beginning of part two though. So <laughs> well, no, yeah, they are on strike. Or they're yeah, I can't. No, yeah. no, they're out picketing. I know they're out yeah. in front holding signs. I know and stuff. Uh, some people are on the job though. Yeah. I know his pieces get dropped off <laughs> at the picket line. Yeah. In part two. Oh, yeah. After Kane's crew yeah. take the. That's a cool visual, too, because you see his leg back here, like, Fly kicking him in the head, him. like, you know. Yep. 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 But uh, did you, did any of all have any of the toy, the action figures, or Robocop? Mm-hmm. I unfortunately did not. I actually Neither. had. I didn't have anything besides Robocop and a car. But I did have a Robocop, and you could take the little helmet off, and you know, and oh, have really? a gun. But That's awesome. It was a pretty basic action figure, and I'm probably, I probably have it still somewhere. That's great. But, I think my parents got me Pee Wee's Playhouse toys that year. I got uh, <laughs> Pee Wee and Cherry, you know, the green, uh, yeah. plush chair. And, oh, yeah. okay. Pee Wee and little gray. Cherry, cherry to chair. Tuxedo. <laughs> uh, did you all watch the cartoon? I did. I've seen it a few times. I did watch a cartoon. Yep. It's not great. No, it's not. <laughs> it was just... It's a, it's a money grab. It was a money grab. Just like the TV series? Never watched TV series because it either. just seemed like it was yeah. a little too lowbrow for me. Because it's... I don't know. And, and that's Short-lived. Where, well, it very short-lived. And I think there was like multiple... There was like another spinoff, too, of, of it. But it didn't last long either. And that's my problem with RoboCop 3. Is like no disrespect to... Um, Robert Burke, but he's not Peter Weller, and Peter Weller is RoboCop. Yeah, you yeah. know. I mean, um, but if you were to replace him, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's passable. Not, it, it is passable, but I, I, it's there's more problems with RoboCop three than just right. Peter Weller's not in it, in my opinion. But that's for another time. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, he came out on uh, WCW one time too. It wasn't Peter I Weller. I heard about that, that. It was that version. He he came out. He's supposed to be Sting. Robert Burke. Yeah, he came out and was supposed to be Sting's tag team partner, and he was in RoboCop. Yes, as RoboCop. Do you remember this? Yes, he walks out to the ring, fucking arms, you know, gyrating like a robot and everything, and gets out there, and, you know, Sting takes care of business. He's just kind of there. It's not really uh, any involvement whatsoever. Just putting asses in the seats. Yeah, it's just phoned in (laughs) completely. I hear you. (laughs) But it, you know, it brought wow. It brought a draw because you know, it was, Robocop. Was yeah, there. it was popular. Robocop yeah. was popular as hell, man. It really was. But uh, it's a really good thing that Murphy got 
out Lewis's help there to get his accurate shooting accuracy recalibrated literally right before Clarence and company come to the steel mill. That's right. Um, <laughs> but waste any time, guys. Shooting the baby food jars. Right, yeah. But I think the one scene that stands out in this is uh, Emil and the toxic waste. Oh, man. That, that is, shit yeah. gave me nightmares yeah, for years. I had to turn away when I was a kid. That, that first happened. Disgusting. Uh, yeah, but I, believable. Yeah. Yeah. It is awesome makeup effects. Mm-hmm. And I guess when he pops out to Leon, Ray Wise's yeah. character, that was the first time Ray Wise saw him and him saying, Get off me, man. Like, that was legit. That was <laughs> Ray Wise's genuine reaction to Paul McCrane coming out. Like, oh, God, it's so, oh, it's so nasty. It really is. And the way he just. so fast. And the way he just splatters whenever yeah. Clarence hits him. Oh, yeah. man. It's just. It's I could see that happening, dude. So you know? brutal. Well, yeah, because it's everything just. just liquid. Oh, it's <laughs> fantastic. That's another brutal death scene too, man. But yeah, well, this whole last part, yeah, the last few minutes. Oh, it's balls out, dude. It's fucking yeah, off the chain. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> yep, yep. It's really good, man. But uh, <laughs> I really like the final scene whenever Leon drops the scrap metal down on Murphy, and Clarence is already wrecked. He shot Lewis. Yeah, he shot Lewis. He's fucking rogue. He's going over there. He stabs the metal pole and through Robocop's heart, basically, yes. more or less. And uh, he ends up... Which which is another great robotic scene done by Peter Willer, you know? His, he was you know, fidgety went on his just, actions. Yeah, he's all like... Yeah. All that shit. I mean, there was nothing human he's about it. He's swinging about it. Yeah, it's know, very unnatural. You know, it's so... You know, it's easy it's to buy into. Yeah, 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 you can buy you into know, that. Hits the mark on it, for sure. But uh, old Clarence gets his. He gets the spike to the neck. Which is awesome. You get the blood yeah. just squirting, uh, shooting right out. Right jugular. Yeah. You, know? you know it's game over. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was... That was I like that ending, and then... Lewis, she's laying there. She's like, Murphy, I'm a mess. He's like, they'll fix you. They right. fix everything, <laughs> you know. And uh, I don't know. I really like that line because, like, for him, that's really his reality. Right. You right. know. There's not any healing. It's, they'll fix I, have you. To, I have to get fixed. Right. You know. I need and to plug back in. I don't know, man. That's just, <clears throat> I don't know. I, again, I, it, I feel bad for Murphy. Sure. He's, I don't know. It's, he's he's super sympathetic. Character. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I don't. And we're not going to bring up the the uh, remake of this, other than the fact I that, refuse to watch okay, it. Okay, that's where this one is right, and that one is wrong. You are absolutely buying into the sympathetic character of Alex Murphy in this movie because he's fighting from underneath, trying to find, you know, find the answers and 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 get back. All his memories, and in the in the new one, the remake, mm-hmm. it's a different story altogether. He does uh-huh. not. Yeah, they ruined it. They they at one <laughs> point in the movie erase his memory, and he doesn't know his wife and kid. But huh? But well, they don't. To be honest, they, they tried to do that here. Yeah. They tr- they did try to do that. Yeah. But his apparently con- didn't his work. subconscious, you know, just yeah. He's you know, always fighting can, from underneath to come sure. out of that. He w- he wants to right. know his story. 
Right. And, and, and again, nail. not to harken back to RoboCop 2 again, but you definitely see that in RoboCop right. 2. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, in this movie, Lewis is the one who, bring, who brings up the past. You Jogs know, his memory, Murphy, basically. Murphy, you know, right. Not RoboCop, you know, so. Right. <clears throat> but uh, I really like how Murphy, he just pulls up there to OCP, he gets out. Ed 209, spouting off whatever he's spouting <laughs> off, reaches in the backseat, gets out the Cobra assault can, and sets it up, aims, <laughs> just done. Mic so drop. anybody who gets a hold of one of those guns <laughs> can take down an Ed 209. Right. For sure. Yeah, I love that. It was just, <laughs> right. He was just kind of like, oh, God, here with this guy again. All right. But, uh, yeah. Makes Ed 209 his bitch. More or less. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so, Murphy, he gives up Aaron in the boardroom where Dick Jones and... The old man. man, They're having like a board meeting, and it's out in the open that Dick Jones, you know, facilitated the murder of Bob Morton, and you know, implemented this new directive and the make you know kind of give him a fail safe with the the RoboCop program, and um, Dick, you're fired. Turns around, yeah. yeah. Problem solved. Thank you. Thank you. Now, one thing I will say, I I didn't like the fact that they use, and you could tell, like, it wasn't actually Ronnie Cox falling out. It was like a puppet or something. I don't know what it was. It was almost like Neil Armstrong, because the arms... (laughs) Stretch Armstrong? Yeah, Yeah, it seemed very exaggerated. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. The arms and the proportion of the arms compared to body... I agree. ...are not up to standards. That is that is a major flaw in this movie. Uh, I don't know what the what they were thinking. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they but, couldn't have done something similar with Alan uh, uh, Rick Ruckman in uh, uh, oh, Die Hard. Die Hard, right? Because that was only what two years later. Eighty. Eighty nine. Eight. Eighty eight. So yeah, one year later. Yeah. So I don't know. I know how they shot that scene though. So right, he, he was only like ten feet up or something like that, and because it was all slow mo. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's a good scene, but uh, I think I have the uh, creme de la creme when it comes to the did you know facts with this movie, and (laughs) this is is the crown jewel. Former President Richard Nixon was hired to promote the home video release for RoboCop for 25 grand, and he donated all the money to the American Boys Club. Really? Yeah. That is the weirdest fucking fact I found about this movie. So he got hired what? by Orion to or Orion Home Video. Yep, for the home to, vi- to, prom- to promote the home video release for twenty five grand. Huh? For twenty five grand, and he just donated it. All the boys club. Oh, good for him. That's Old awesome. Tricky Dick. Go go Nixon. Dude. <laughs> I've go, never go. had a problem with Tricky Dick. <laughs> My man. But <laughs> yeah, I wasn't born when now that shows on. So it wasn't either. <laughs> but I heard enough about it. I, I, yeah. Hey but, man. I thought that was just was like the proven? most. <laughs> I've seen people do worse stuff in the office. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cigars and such. <laughs> but no, I thought that was just the most off the wall random fact I found about that this movie. Is a weird fucking. Fact, yeah, dude. I was just like, I was Crazy. reading. I'm like, really? Is this really right? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can you go on YouTube maybe and find that promotional video? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it was like if it was actually like a going to. Like an appearance, I don't know what it was. It just says it was a promotion. He was to hired to promote it. I, I don't like know. I'd like to know. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I, I'd love to see Richard Nixon promoting RoboCop. Are you yeah. kidding me? Right. <laughs> I could even see Ronald Reagan doing it. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wonder why he did Because of the war on drugs at the yeah. time. Yeah, I, I get that. Good point. Well, maybe it's because he, you know, Robocop goes around killing people. I know the kill count in this movie is 30. 30. So, that's a lot. You know, that's a good bit. It's not like Rambo numbers. Rambo 3 or anything, but... It's a violent movie, but it's it's the <laughs> it's good guys coming out on top. I mean, right. that... Yeah, it's a very violent movie. Absolutely. Overcomes evil element could be... I don't know. Right. Well, guys, no? you have anything else you all want to add in, or are we about ready to wrap it up and head into the uh, ratings and recommendations? I think I'm good. All right. Yeah. Who Ready wants to go first? All right. Uh, Robocop from 1987. Uh, it's an eight for me. What's your favorite scene in this movie? Yeah, what's the best scene for you? Uh, I love the part where he is first acclimating to the criminal scene, and he goes in you know, with the the safe covered in Miller-like cans. <laughs> yeah. That scene. That's uh, hilarious. The part where he tells the woman to go to the rape crisis clinic yeah. because she's suffered from shock. And, yeah. You know, just setting the, the initial character of RoboCop out in the community on his own. I don't know. That that worked for me. And every everything in it were the, the commercials, the, the all the the subtleties of this, Easter eggs, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. nowadays. Yeah. It just, it's, it fits that generation and it, it makes it a really good movie. Okay. Well, um, I would rewatch it. Okay. I would buy it. Is there a worse scene or a scene that you have you don't like or had issues with that you can think of off the top of your head? Not off the top of my head. I okay. Mean, I mean, all the stuff that I liked as a kid, as an adult, is still you know relevant. Still there. It it holds up. It's a movie that holds up. Okay. Yeah. Right. And even the 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 robotic scenes with you know Ed two two and eight two and nine. Uh, you know, yeah, I still buy into him just because I've seen worse '80s effects sure, than absolutely. that. So it's 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 all right. It the, passes. The king abides. <laughs> king abides. All right. Well, you got Lord. All right. Well, this is you know um, top ten sci-fi and oh, yeah. movie for me because um, it is sci-fi. You know, it's action, <clears throat> it, but it does have its fair share of comedy. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, you get points for that as well. The casting is phenomenal. Um, like I said, and I really appreciate the fact that people got out of their comfort zones and portrayed the characters that they really wouldn't ever. Um, I'd say my my least favorite scene in the movie is when, like, Robocop is going in after Leon in the club when he's, like, rounding yeah. up all the guys and stuff. Yeah, he's pulling out He just grabs him by the hair and stuff, and it's kind of weak, I don't know. And then and he smacks the gun out of his hand, and the gun goes flying, and somebody else catches it. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. Stuff, you know? I'm going to keep it's, dancing. It's weird, dude. I don't know. I don't really like that scene. I mean, it's, it's goofy and funny, but I don't know. I got you. That's, that's, if I had to complain about a scene, that would be it. Um, I give but, the, man, this hmm, movie's got that scene. all kinds kinds of great scenes though um yeah it gets you it gets me jack it's my blood boiling it's an 8.5 from the lord okay so. all, right. all right well robocop from 87 was written by edward newmeyer and michael minor it's directed by paul verhoeven it's rated r obviously it was submitted to the mpaa 12 times before getting that r rating by the way has a runtime of an hour and 42 minutes. It was released July 17th, 1987 on an estimated $13 million budget. Made over $8 million its opening weekend and grossed $53.4 million in the U.S. alone and almost $100 million worldwide. It was released on home video in February of 88, so this was more than likely 
a pretty awesome eighth birthday present in that time frame for a young Matt Logston because my birthday was on February 11th, <laughs> and I'm sure I was super excited whenever Mom and Dad came home with this movie. Right. Um, it is not streaming anywhere, so you're going to have to buy this, which I ended up doing. I ended up getting all three for 12 bucks, which, I don't like I said, I don't like the third one, but I still think for $12, that's a good deal. Um, for I sequels think- goes, though, the yeah. third one is not like the worst sequel to a movie ever. I mean, oh, no. It's decent. I mean, Robert Burke does a, a you know, he's, he's kind of like the dollar store <laughs> Robocop. <laughs> I mean... As a kid, I bought into that. Really? I mean, again, I'm I'm so forgiving. Like even we talked about with the Halloween series, the the changes in the masks. I mean, as a kid, it didn't matter to me. It yeah. wasn't a it wasn't a key point. I noticed now when I rewatched three that the voice is different. Yeah. But like, other than that, I wouldn't have known. I will say when other. you he you don't get the helmetless RoboCop in part three. Uh, it's hard to tell a difference. Right. I think. I think right. it's a little. It's it's a little hard. Tell a little bit, but, yeah. Uh, but man, he does get a jetpack. So yeah, I hear you. That's it's freaking just, sweet. Boy, those dude. scenes are the really CGI cool. scenes suck. But yeah, it's still badass to see Robocop flying around right. in the sky. Okay, come on. <laughs> the <laughs> the three movies together hold up as a trilogy, as no. Riffs between them, in my opinion. Two is very They're, good. Yeah, uh, to me, it ends. It's after got two. Tom Noonan in it. Two is a really good sequel. Yeah, they're not all created equal, but they hold up as a trilogy for me. I got you. As a Back to the Future, you know, trilogy. Like I don't see where okay any flaws happen if I don't go to IMDb and check it. I mean, again, his voice is different in the third one, but I wouldn't have noticed that wasn't Peter Weller by the look. Okay. I would watch the third one over the new RoboCop. Oh my God! Yes, please any don't. Day of the week. Yeah, I apologize so. for even bringing up the new RoboCop. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's, it's worth it bringing up as a warning to, <laughs> to people yeah, right. warning. not to go there. <laughs> Do don't go there. Not seek the RoboCop. I would rate the new reboot. one as a zero point one. Okay. Oh, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. Like I can't give it a complete zero point zero. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you where it. I knew I was not gonna watch his movie. When I saw the look of RoboCop, for yeah. him, I was like, I'm out. Yeah, like black, sleek armor. Yeah, like titanium or something. Yeah, but I love the original titan. so much yes. that I had to try it. I hear you. And it was so disappointing. It's it's maybe the worst remake of all time. Even worse than the Fog. Mm. Ooh yeah. Yep. Man, yeah. Sure, they had all the high tech uh, CGI stuff they could use. That doesn't for Robocop. impress me. That Robocop's impress fast me. and he's agile and quick. You know, on his feet, and he's badass. But oh, Jesus. Uh, the character and story building is absolutely worthless. I mean, they shut the bed completely on that movie, in my opinion. Don't okay. don't watch it. Zero out of right. ten. There you go, hitchhikers. Wow. Avoid. <laughs> don't go see the uh, original. I mean, yes, go see the original. Don't see the remake. Yeah, yeah. My God. <laughs> Go rent Psycho Cop, part two. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. I heard that one's better than the <laughs> first gotta one. It's got to be better than the first one. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to hold all my comments. <laughs> you will watch it, though. I yeah. I will watch it. I'm actually looking forward to watching it. I think we need, to watch, we need to watch it together because it's just yeah. it's that type of movie. Yeah. yeah. Someone dig Psycho Cop 2 out of obscurity and send it to us to watch because oh, be I can't find it. Please send it to us on VHS. I'm sure it's on eBay, but I'm not paying more than a dollar fifty for it, and I'm not even <laughs> sure with shipping costs that's worth that. 
Oh, man. But uh, RoboCop from 87, IMDb has it as a 7.6 out of 10 with a meta score of 67. Really high Rotten Tomatoes scores sure. here. Uh, 89% for our uh, Rotten Tomatoes and an 84% for the audience score. Yeah, that a boy. But, uh, I mean, what can I say? RoboCop was a huge influence on pop culture in the late 80s going into the 90s. I mean, I think right up there with the Energizer Bunny, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, uh, Ronald McDonald, Bart Simpson. I mean, (laughs) just any of those pop culture icons. Um, This movie blew my mind as a kid. It really did. Uh, the special effects, the direction, the dialogue, the satire. I'd never seen anything like this before seeing this movie. And it absolutely captivated me. So much that, you know, I watched cartoon, uh, had the action figures, well, I had some of them, um, had owned the Nintendo game. Um, I even had a really cool, nice comic book uh, novelization of the RoboCop 2 comic, and it was almost like a storyboard, more or less. And, uh, my grandma got that for me at the mall, and uh, it was funny because I knew exactly what was going to happen in the movie before I saw the movie. Because, like, I, I mean, it literally, almost, with the exception of panel. pretty much, I mean, with the exception of the bad language and the blood was black. Right. And I'm pretty sure I still have this. But the whole new concept was in the comic yep. and everything. Yeah, it was. Really? Yep. Wow. Yep. The, yep. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I totally got drawn into the whole the RoboCop character universe um but going back to the satire i realized as a kid that there were funny things happening in the movie but i didn't know that they were supposed to be funny so it kind of made me think like man i got a messed up sense of humor you know (laughs) and i think that's still true right but it leaves an impression yeah it absolutely does but uh you get awesome performances from peter weller Kurt Woodsmith, Ronnie Cox, Miguel Ferrer, Dan O'Harelihy, Nancy Allen, and I honestly think without any one of these people, I don't think this movie works. Yeah. I mean, and I know that seems like that's kind of a bold thing with, you know, six actors, but I don't know, these are key characters in this yeah. movie that I, I I can't see them being recast as anybody else, to be honest with you. Um uh, they tried to recast uh <laughs> yeah, they and tried. the remake with major stars Samuel Jackson. Yeah. And, and I'm saying, like, when I heard, you know, know, Samuel Jackson, Michael Keaton, I'm yeah, like, Michael okay, Keaton. I'm intrigued. And then I saw the look and I'm like, nope. Yeah, no, those, those two guys, as good as they are, could not save, <laughs> save Humpty Dumpty from falling off the wall. <laughs> I mean, seriously. But for me, my favorite part of this movie, I don't know. I, I really like the scene where Clarence goes into Bob Morton's apartment. (laughs) That's, that's, I don't know, Kurt Woodsmith is arguably the best part of this movie besides just Robocop and Murphy itself, you know. But uh, for for the worst, I I think with the exception of of the Ed 209 scenes, this movie really holds up. It really does. For being 30 plus years old, it's it's a great movie. It holds up. The, the entertainment value is right where it was when I saw it back in 88. It doesn't lose anything for me, and it had been a few years since I'd seen it when I did this rewatch and took some notes on it, and man, what a nice little stroll down memory lane You were was. reciting scenes and stuff, weren't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I know, I love this scene, this is so great, I can't wait for, the, you know, and it, it's just, 
8.5 out of 10. 8.5? Right on. I love this movie. Same, this movie is just, it is, it's the tits. It yeah. really is. Like I said, right. there was nothing like this before it ever came out. And it's awesome. Yeah. Awesome movie. Absolutely. See this if you haven't. If you have, go back and see it. <laughs> because it is just I mean, that damn good. I like this so much on rewatch that I was... I was all in to watch the entire franchise. I watched part immediately two immediately after. Like I wanted to watch them all after I watched the first one. Yes, it is. It is that good. Yep. I mean, I was going around the house past few days just <laughs> just yeah, whistling no the damn tune, man. Seriously, yeah. I, I mean, really I've been was. walking around in my whitey tidies and <laughs> in RoboCop <laughs> style, looking movies. for me. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to bed. <laughs> Think it over, creep. <laughs> no doubt. Stay out of trouble. Oh, man. Oh, shit. My kids can't do that. <laughs> Can any That's kid? too much. Oh, man. All right, guys. Well, this concludes our review of RoboCop from 1987. We really hope you all enjoyed listening as much as we did uh, discussing it. You can find us on Facebook at Nostalgia Highway Podcast. Be on the lookout for new announcements, drawings, and updates. You can also email the show at NostalgiaHighwayPodcast at gmail.com. We also now have Twitter. I'm not doing it. I, I, I do try. it every fucking time. Is that it? There you no. go. It's better than mine. Nah. Yeah, yours is kind of like a, a Norwegian uh, bikini model. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I think it's Which like, I kind of think sexy. It's, I, do it I, again. I hear, <laughs> that's like, I hear the start of the Andy Griffith song. Yeah, or like a Bambi lullaby starting. Oh yeah. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Oh, All right, well, anyways, <laughs> we're on Twitter now, so, you know, find us uh, so at us. <laughs> so, tweet us, tweet us, Twitter us, whatever it is, uh, at Highway NHP. So, there's all kinds of ways you can reach us. Any ideas on older episodes, newer episodes, any questions you have, we would love to hear from you. We also want to give a huge thank you to Cody Jones and Sean Jackson for our closing music for the show. So, we want to thank you once again for hitching a ride along with us today. On behalf of the Lord Ketchum and Dave King of the Road, I am your host, the Mayor Matt Logsdon, and we'll catch you out next time, out on the highway. Stay out of trouble. <laughs> Think it over. Creep. Creep. <laughs> right. Dead or alive, you're coming with me.